This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome, Steelers fans. It's the behind on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We're the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour, and yeah, we, we are, are getting close to the season. We're, we're a little over a week away. How exciting is this? Oh, uh, it's really exciting to finally actually be beyond the preseason to look forward to the actual games. This is going to be a great year. I know we've been nervous about it this whole off season, but I'm really excited about what's happened in preseason. We're showing things that we were uh, uh, as, as fans, we were nervous about. Um, so excited to see that the team is finally putting together, uh, filling some of those gaps and ready to move forward this year. This week, we are talking about the five most impressive Steelers during the preseason. We understand that guys play different amounts of time, but here are the five guys that impress us the most. And I got to say, I'm going to cheat a little bit here. Um, on number five, we're actually going – there's a tie. So we're going to uh, name both of these guys. Uh, first of all, our favorite player in the whole world now, the great Presley Harvin. Yes, um, sir. That's he, right. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he won the job, and and um, on the podcast we were anticipating he would win the job uh, because he was a draft pick, and usually you keep your draft pick, the younger guy. But Jordan Berry actually had a pretty good um, training camp as well. But to give the young guy Harvin, uh, he's our, our the punter for the team this year. Very and, excited about that. Those couple of that very first game, he did such a great job pinning uh, the Cowboys deep. Several mm-hmm. times he just had that has that thunderous boot that just does everything that we need out of a punter. Very excited to see him there. Yeah, we ex- expected this to happen because he was a draft pick, and you know Jordan Berry for the second year in a row gets left off when it comes to start the season. But very excited about what this young man is going to be able to do. Get your jerseys, boot. and he plays classical music. He throws really well and fake punts. Um, Steelers fans, you know, maybe he could play linebacker for the team. Who knows? I mean, there's lots of fun stuff we can say about about Harvin. It's awesome. (laughs) And uh, here's another guy, and he kind of slipped on the radar for some people. Uh, But Jones, the linebacker, what an impressive – he had some sacks in the preseason, uh, six uh, tackles on special teams. You're in the linebacker spot uh, over Quincy Roche, who's not even with the team anymore. So uh, Jones really stepped up for the Steelers. I'm calling him a tie for fifth. Uh, Paul, we'll start with you on this one. What did you think about Jones' preseason? Yeah, it was solid. And I think that's one of the benefits there is because that's, for me, was one of the concerns was our linebacking core. And uh, I think to have – 
maybe not the star quality that we'd want, but to have the depth so that if Devin Bush's injury comes back, if there's an issue there that we have, we have some depth there so that we're not completely in a bind. So I don't know that we necessarily have the, the, the biggest name linebackers, but I think we have a nice solid uh, deep bench for linebackers to be, to be serviceable and to help shore up the middle of that defense. Cause uh, even in our division, we've got some running backs that are going to run up the middle on us and we need to be strong there. And so the, the more guys we have uh, serving that role, the better. Uh, Joe Jameer um, Jones led the team in special teams tackles with six. Uh, Bobby John, well, Buddy Johnson was second with three. And, you know, Jones, some sacks on defense too. Um, you know, with Ingram and TJ Watt and Highsmith, we're not expecting a lot of Jones at linebacker, but looks good at special teams. What do you think about him? Yeah, when, when we talk about put, putting together a Power 5 list of people who were pleasant surprises, Jameer Jones was a was a major surprise. I had really expected uh, Quincy Roche to do a lot better than he showed on the field. I still think he's got a great career ahead of him, and I'm a little bummed that he signed on to uh, another team's practice squad because um, I think that's going to come back to bite us in years to come. But uh, if Jameer Jones can continue to show what he showed this preseason, we may not miss him so much. And, you know, everybody I'm hearing, he beat Roche on the field. And Absolutely. That's yeah. why you have training camp in preseason. It definitely helps. So uh, let's go down to the fourth, um, you know, choice. We kind of cheated a little bit here, too. Uh, we just gave the whole offensive line. And, you know, I'm looking at this. There's still question marks about the offensive line. Uh, the team hasn't gotten the regular season games. But going into the year, big question marks all over the place with the offensive line. And at least for the first couple of preseason games, I'm seeing some hope with the Steelers' offensive line. Um, you know, they got put together during the regular season when you're going against the starters, you know, four quarters a game. But I'm seeing some growth. I'm seeing... I'm seeing some reason for hope, and you're not going to have five pro bowlers on this squad, but if you see at least a little bit of improvement from some of the mess that you saw last year, Steelers are in much better shape than they were in previous years. Very true. I even think that uh, given the fact that offensive line was a huge, huge, huge question mark going into the preseason this year, uh, nobody knew how – uh, this group of guys was going to be able to communicate with each other to 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 work those schemes to provide protection, uh, and the fact that they've all come together, and it isn't the question mark that it was. There's still a little bit of of uh, wait and see when it comes to see what actual game speed is going to look like when it comes to an actual NFL game instead of a preseason we aren't going into the year with the gloom and doom that Paul would normally be giving us about oh. how horrible the offensive line is going to play and how that's going to affect everything else. I think we've, we're coming out of the preseason uh, a lot more solid in offensive line than we thought that we were going to be. Shots for to Paul. What do you think about the offensive line? I'm going to fire back, and I, I know that it, I, I've been fighting a cold. I've been fighting a cold all day. It might be the cold talking, but uh, I'm watching a different offensive line. Um, I saw Kendrick Green getting manhandled 
Uh, Chukes for the second day in a row has been moved over to the right side because he's not working out at the left side. Uh, we've now got a Dan Moore over on the left side trying that out. Um, I, I look at the line and I'm like, oh, it it's worse than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so that's uh, th- those are my two cents. Well, I'm not looking at this as you know, you've got Anthony Munoz and you know Hall of Famers all over the place. I you know I saw last year and. Uh, very cringeworthy. And I'm almost actually looking at it as I'm optimistic because maybe it won't be quite as cringeworthy as it was last year. I mean, I, I guess I my hope. expectations are low. And I'm with you. Yeah, there, there was some cringeworthy moments, but I kind of felt like it was a little less cringeworthy than last season. I don't know. Uh, I hope you're right. I I just have fears with looking at how tough our schedule is that we're going to see an offensive line that is kind of getting manhandled and shoved around. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm 100% wrong. We've got a couple of guys on the, the going to start the season on injured reserve. So there's, there's some hope that when those guys come back in, they may shore up a little bit harder. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. Uh, you, you may be looking at it with different eyes than me, um, but – I, I think we're not as bad off as I feared we were going to be. That's, All right. that's just uh, as fans, we're just we're just watching. I think uh, you know. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I ho- hopefully you're wrong about this, and I'll be able. To I hope so too. On you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there. Okay, well, I, let's go down number three, and you know. I'm seeing both sides in this argument. Um, on our guys, we have Big Ben at number three. Now, Ben played um, a little over a quarter play this preseason. Um, he you know, looked very well against the Lions. Now, I've got a friend who's a big Detroit Lions fan. And he's telling me that uh, one of us three would look very well for playing quarterback against the Lions. The Lions <laughs> are going to be a, a royal mess this year. But I look back at to last year, and I hate, as a Steelers podcast, looking at very difficult moments for the team. But last year, you know, Ben looked bad against a bad Bengals defense. And I'm sitting here, and I know a Monday night game late in the year is not the same as a preseason game. I, I get that. But I like the fact that at least Ben was making throws. Um, ben did what he needed to do. Yeah, it's going to be interesting seeing what happens against some of the tougher defenses in the NFL. But I felt good that Ben was not embarrassing himself or the team. You know, Ben was playing pretty well. And is that going to hold up for 17 games? I hope so. But I'm cautiously optimistic. And I'm okay with uh, Ben coming in at number three on the list. Joe? Yeah, I'm not even cautiously optimistic. I'm completely <laughs> optimistic. Uh, I, I think I had put Ben as num- as my number one, and the biggest reason was how badly everybody who was outside of Steeler Nation was dogging on the prospects of having Ben Roethlisberger as a quarterback for 
uh, for another year. Uh, all of those expectations were set so low. Every single person who's talking about the game is talking about uh, how he's completely washed, how he's got no arm. He has absolutely no vision on the field anymore and just absolutely disastrous. And, you know, when he's, when he's putting up huge numbers in a season where he had gone 11 and zero, even in ugly games, found a way to win. I just, I can't hardly fathom how badly he was being spoken about by everyone. Uh, and so I found it a pleasant surprise that he was able to perform at a level that basically shut all those people up. Is he going to be perfect? No. Is he going to be Ben Roethlisberger from 10 years ago? No. Uh, is it going to be a different game this, this year than the, whatever all the prospects of how they thought the year was going to go? I think it's going to be very different than people were uh, predicting. And that was shown in the preseason. Paul, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously a very small sample size, but he looked he looked good. Um, seeing him kind of move around was was refreshing to see again. Um, yeah, I, I, I was very nervous, uh, despite uh, how well he did perform last year. I was nervous. Uh, I'd feel a lot more comfortable if we had someone like Cam Newton uh, as our backup instead of mediocre Mason, but I... You know, it looks like he's healthy. Uh, he looks comfortable. And I think that is going to be a good sign for the Steelers season. Uh, a comfortable Ben, a healthy Ben, uh, which uh, clearly we didn't see all last year. I think he was still rusty. So, yeah, I, I'm very happy. Uh, the only reason I didn't put him number one because it was such a small sample size. Uh, but that little that we did see looked very good. All right. Um yeah, I, I think that's where the conversation comes down to Big Ben. I, how worried would, would you have been if, let's say, you know, the game against Detroit, Ben looked tough, like Ben looked rough. Like, let's say um, it was like he looked against Cincinnati. How scary would that be for us as Steelers fans? Very. Very. <laughs> I think that would have been really bad if we would be put into a position as fans watching uh, watching our quarterback struggle as mightily as was being foretold. Uh, you know, I, I got really upset every time I kept hearing all these people talking about uh, how he, he wasn't going to be able to play and, and the Steelers were just basically foolish for uh, ponying up the dough for another year out of this guy. And to have seen him come out and, and play and look a little bit rejuvenated and even to be able to find ways of playing behind our offensive line, ways of making space. Uh, so even that what they're doing as an offensive line doesn't have to be perfect. He has the ability to get to the outside. He can roll. He can get rid of the ball quickly. He, he's got uh, players around him that he feels comfortable dumping the ball off to and they're, they're paying attention to him and they're in sync. So even though it's a small sample size, was very happy to see all of those elements coming together quickly enough to feel confident going into week one. All right. And on that note, let's take a break. I'm here on the behind the steel curtain dot uh, com with uh, the Pittsburgh Steeler Power Half Hour. Uh, we'll be back shortly. Thanks again. Woo!
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to the Pittsburgh Steeler Power Half Hour here on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And we're talking this week about the five most impressive Steelers through the preseason. Let me recap. Um, Jameer Jones came out of nowhere uh, to take one of the backup outside linebacker spots. Uh, we got tied for fifth with Presley Harvin, the new punter for the Steelers. Very exciting stuff. Uh, number four. Four. We had the offensive line. We gave a little group award there for the offensive line. They did well. And right now we are talking about Big Ben. And he looked good. Small sample size against Detroit. But, hey, as Steelers fans, we got to take what we can take. So uh, <laughs> excited to see how Big Ben's doing. Uh, I got to echo uh, some of the other uh, people here on the BeyondSteelCurtain.com. Uh, uh, let's stop talking about Cam Newton. You know, Cam Newton was released earlier in the week by New England Patriots, and suddenly p- some Steelers fans were like, wow, wouldn't it be great if he became a backup with the Steelers? Well, here's the issue. My feeling, and I don't have sources that are saying this, I think part of the reason why Cam's no longer a Patriot is, as a veteran, he's probably like, hey, I don't want a backup somewhere. I want to try and start. Now, I, I can't see, with the exception of maybe the Colts and the Cowboys, who have some injury concerns at quarterback, who would he potentially start for? But, you know, maybe he won the opportunity. And obviously, as long as Big Ben holds up, he's not starting with the Steelers. So I don't see him wanting to be a backup in Pittsburgh or other places. So let's calm down that discussion and let's just be happy Big Ben is Big Ben. And, and let's. Yes, make sure- but. <laughs> Uh, there, there's a difference between backing up a future Hall of Famer and backing up Mac Jones. Ooh, that's Ooh. a little cold. You're assuming <laughs> okay. he's not a future Hall of Famer, but okay. Well, so what's the difference then? Well, for someone of Cam Newton who was a league MVP, went to the Super Bowl, to back up an unproven rookie as opposed to backing up somebody like Ben, that that's a whole different scenario um i mean i feel like i i I agree with you in the sense that i think why he's no longer with the patriots is that he is not interested in doing any type of backup work um i think he's far more interested in where he's going to be able to start um if anybody who's looking at his year last year and starting to question his his capability and his longevity as a, as a professional starting quarterback, uh, that's not going to change by sitting on the bench for a year. Um, so I, I, he's got to continue to strike while the iron is as hot as it's going to get. 
<laughs> let's put it that way. And so I, I would have to agree. I do. I wouldn't see him wanting to come to Pittsburgh if he wanted. Uh, I think to there's come only to three Pittsburgh. teams he could start for. Well, and it isn't. And it isn't Pittsburgh. I, I think the well, other, he's not going to start here. No. I think the other element here is on our list of five people we're excited about coming out of preseason. I think we're all a little bit disappointed that none, none of our list includes Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. Like we really, well, I knew the list would. See, we really wanted to see something out of one or both of them, but I don't think either one of them showed us uh, enough for us to feel solid and comfortable about the future of the franchise under one of these two quarterbacks. And okay, I, yeah. I, I think, I think what we've been talking about for a long time <laughs> and the question marks there, uh, not those question marks were not erased by this preseason. And, you know, I might committed to Mason or uh, Haskins as the Steelers next franchise quarterback, but I'll be honest. Cam Newton has seen his better days. I, I still think he can produce in the NFL, but if I think the only reason why you should even consider that, if you're like, oh my goodness, Cam Newton can still play, and he's so much better than Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. You watch him play for New England last year. I mean, there are times he didn't look better than any of those guys. Even uh, Dwayne Haskins has struggled with Washington. So, you know, let's calm down on the Cam Newton and Pittsburgh talk. <laughs> Um, nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't uh, think Paul's going to calm down until he's actually signed <laughs> with another team. Right. Uh, you but. know, I I was getting excited about Dwayne Haskins uh, for the first couple games, but then when he had that chance to start, he really dropped an egg, and my hopes were dashed. I was like, "Oh, that's right, he played for Ohio State, of course." Uh, oh, right. easy now. <laughs> Paul and his Ohio State hate. This is, this is rough. <laughs> well, Quinn Ewers, who's going to be Ohio State's backup quarterback this year, uh, with the um, name, image, likeness thing that is starting in college football, he just signed a $1.4 million deal with an autograph company. So I think wow. Quinn Ewers is probably making more as a backup for Ohio State this year than Dwayne Haskins will for the – well, no, Haskins is making a little bit more money for the Steelers, but still – what a world we live in when your backup Ohio State quarterbacks make a one point four million. What, what, <laughs> get it what now. a crazy time! He's not going to. He uh, won't have easy. an NFL career, so easy. might as well get it now. So easy. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. easy. The Ohio State hate is really. <laughs> Listen, hey. don't come in here with your truth and your facts. Yeah, yeah. Come on there. Uh, but I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, you know, I I think you can lump. Cam Newton, Mason Rudolph, and Dwayne Haskins in the same care, uh, category. I mean, they're possibly viable backup quarterbacks. I think your next franchise quarterback that the Steelers need to hope for is either coming in a free agency, you know, maybe if like Aaron Rodgers is available this time next year. Uh, and I'm not even sure Aaron Rodgers of Pittsburgh is something that's doable from a money or other standpoints. Or on the other hand, you know, it's going to come from the draft, and hopefully the Steelers have a late draft pick. We don't want too high of a draft pick next year, but you know, all I aboard the Kenny Pickett train. Yeah, I, I think it's going to either come. It's going to come from the draft or somewhere else. 
Uh, let's get back. We got two more to get to in the next um, eight minutes here. Um, number two, our podcast, we got Pat Firemuth, our the new rookie tight end for the Steelers. And look, sample size, but you know, he caught two touchdowns from Big Ben. And um, you know, a lot of people are saying, hey, he may be tight end one now, if not tight end one now. He's gonna overtake Ebron, Eric Ebron, sometime during the season. I'm looking forward to Firemuth. I honestly I didn't watch that much Penn State in college, so I didn't know too much about him. But he's looked impressive in training camp. Um, Paul, we'll start with you. Yeah, a big plus for Friermuth is he can catch the football, uh, and he does that very well, especially in the end zone. So that that puts him leaps and bounds ahead of Ebron. So yeah, he uh, looked fantastic uh, in the the preseason. I love what I saw, and I know he's a rookie, but I'm. I'm all in for him. Uh, I would say uh, give him the number one spot because, again, he can catch the football. The best sign that you have is that he immediately had a connection with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, You know, Ben's just one of those guys who can find certain people when he has that connection. He's able to find the guys that he needs, and then he has those sort of like uh, safety blanket guys. And so if he can find uh, a Frarmuth open – uh, for our moose, a guy who can, is going to catch that ball. Um, and so having that confidence in him to be able to dump off, he's able to find him. He knows when he throws it, it's going to be there. Uh, I think that just speaks volumes. And I think it won't be long if it's not on game, the, you know, the first week, uh, the, in the first game, it's going to be just a couple weeks down the road. And we'll be talking about him as the tight end one for sure. And Ben, sorry, you know, he dropped in a Heath Miller comparison. And, you know. That's what I'm talking about. It's that connection and knowing that when I throw the ball, he's going to find a way to make this happen. That's great stuff. And, you know, I've heard mixed reviews on after he got drafted on what type of blocker he is. But he's looked impressive in blocking, too. And, look, you know, again, Questions about the Steelers' offensive line, but having a tight end that blocks better. I mean, Eric Ebron, hey, he can catch passes. No, he can At can't. times. <laughs> but, but Eric Ebron was never known for his blocking. And, right. you know, Heath Miller, uh, you know, everyone loved him as a receiver, but he was an extension of the offensive line. And Absolutely. You know, yep. he had a good offensive line with, uh, with the Steelers. They had a lot of good guys there. But in essence, he became that sixth offensive lineman on – uh, running plays, and you know, I think that alone, even with the question marks that uh, fans are seeing on the offensive line, that can make the offensive line so much better. So, I'm encouraged. There's some good things that we're seeing uh, here as Steelers fans with uh, Pat Frymuth. Let's get to number one. We'll spend a little bit of time talking about him. Um, number one pick, uh, first round pick for the Steelers in the draft. Um, man, this podcast uh, last year we were bemoaning the struggles the Steelers uh, running game had. Uh, we were talking around draft time going, hopefully we get one of these best running backs. And Steelers got Najee Harris. And, you know, I thought they played Najee a little bit too much in the preseason, in my opinion. But you got to see a good sample size of, of Najee. I think Najee, some of the uncertainty with the offensive line actually slowed Najee down. Um I saw some runs where he really had to struggle to get those couple extra yards, and it was all Najee, not because of the offensive line. But I like his attitude. Um, I, he had a nice long reception against the Lions. 
I like that. I'm seeing some good stuff from Najee Harris. I might it won't be a Hall of Fame rookie year for him, but I'm feeling a lot better than the in the running game that I did this time uh, last year. So yeah, Najee's number one. Um, he's who we thought he was, and I like to see his progress in the preseason. Uh, Paul, your thoughts? Yeah, he's. It's been beautiful to watch him. Uh, you mentioned. He works hard to get those couple yards, but I think that's the key that he does get those couple yards. Uh, I felt like with James Conner, you just kind of run into the line and then stop. Uh, but he actually makes something happen. He gets positive yards. Um, I actually feel good for the first time since Le'Veon's peak, uh, feeling good about when we give the ball to our running back, uh, when the, the offense you know, has that other dimension of – not just the two-yard dump passes. Now, I did get my heart stopped when Ben threw that high pass to him and he went up for it, and I thought for sure he was going to get sandwiched and out for the year. But, yeah, he, he looks fantastic. I'm really excited to see how the season plays out for him. Yeah, definitely, Joe. I mean, we talked a little bit last week in our Power 5 about – uh, the running backs for the Steelers historically who have carried so much workload that they shortened their careers. Uh, and so that's always going to be a concern for our Steelers running backs because, uh, because we're worried about wearing them out. Uh, and I know that that played into a little bit of Le'Veon's uh, mindset when he got later into his his time his tenure with the Steelers and wanted to uh, sit out. But what I love the most about watching Najee in a preseason set of uh, opportunities, he came to play uh, and wasn't squeamish about going up for that pass in the in the middle of preseason and wasn't squeamish about those extra yards. He's just here to play ball. And that's what I mm-hmm. want out of a Steelers running game. And I'm excited to see him be a part of everything because when we have a solid running game, then uh, I think all of Steeler Nation is going to be happy with everything that happens offensively with our team. Yeah, I, I got to call EA Sports Madden, the new Madden 22 football game. Najee Harris got a rating of 77. Come on. I, I think Najee should be better than that. And I, I don't know. Hopefully, Madden's maybe trying to spark a fire under Najee. I mean, I, I haven't seen any tweets from Najee about his Madden rating, but let's improve a little bit. Come on, Najee, get a couple hundred yard, um, <laughs> you know, games, and let's get that rating up a little bit. You know, what's Madden thinking there? I don't know. I mean, Good it question. had Benny's, yeah, <laughs> Benny Snell a couple points behind him. I'm like, come on, if Benny Snell's <laughs> 74. Yeah, let's get the low 80s for Najee. Come on here. So, but, but they just want to underrate everybody who's on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I think. <laughs> and, and believe me, if we have more time, we can talk about uh, Minka and uh, TJ's rating. Very low, too. Ben's so. rating was low, too. Yeah. But, and thanks for checking out the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour. We'll, we'll talk after the podcast about more Madden ratings. <laughs> um, yeah, and check us out each week on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. i got to give a little plug. There's a big Survivor contest going on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. You can win a Joe Hayden uh, signed football. So check it out. And thanks for checking out your show. Have a great night, everybody.
Yeah.